What's up, what's up, what's up? This is Leroy Barber, and we are coming to you from Southeast Portland, and our podcast is Why It Matters. And today we're going to take a look at uh, the Supreme Court and some of the decisions they have made in the last few weeks and how that affects the lives of many, many people, uh, especially our BIPOC community. And so we want to talk a little bit about that. Shout out to our producer, Andrew Morgan, who is always in the house making sure this show flows the way it should. So let's get going here. So we know a few weeks ago, uh, the Supreme Court, um, actually in the span of what, a couple few days, uh, made uh, some landmark decisions uh, that many say uh, take us back 30, 40, 50 years in time. Um, and uh, the first one, uh, let's talk a little bit about is the, the decision to reverse affirmative action. Now, we know there's been debates for a long time about uh, what it is, what it isn't, uh, who it benefits, who it doesn't benefit. Uh, But what we do know uh, is that when affirmative action came into play, jobs increased, folks in college, uh, black and brown folks, uh, jobs increased for women. College roles increase for women, uh, folks with disabilities. This is this is a major decision that affects a lot of people uh, who kind of sit right uh, on the edges, who are not in the power structures, if if you will, um, of of our society. And so, uh, I think you know, uh, repealing uh, affirmative action, which was this uh, uh, this tool, right, to work against bias. And when when there is a tool to help people think, right, that actually works against, right, our, our biases it, because bias can be improved. And I think affirmative action was a tool to help work against that, that it made folks begin to think about who they were hiring, who they were admitting, right? Uh, Who wasn't there in a room, um, why those folks aren't in a room. It did more than, than raise numbers. It, it got in people's minds and in people's heads uh, around uh, asking hard questions and improve, uh, improve uh, the the bias, right? Um, I think as a checkpoint for institutions, institutions, uh, I don't know about what you think, but for the most part, many of them are n- have not been the friends of the BIPOC community and of women, right? And, and, and we have had uh, to check institutions over and over and over again. Uh, you know, I, uh, I, 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 last night I was watching ESPYs um, and they did a story on uh, the U.S. women's soccer team and how much it took six years of consistent work uh, to for the U.S. women's soccer team to get paid uh, and rewarded the same as the U.S. men's soccer team. By the way, they have won way more gold medals 
than this U.S. men's soccer team uh, in, in, in contemporary history here. Uh, uh, and so, uh, uh, in fact, their ratings were higher, right, uh, than the men's. And all, like all these other, all these signs of why they actually should get paid more than men if you, if you think just about ratings and those kind of things. But we know they should at least be equal because they put in the same work. They they have to do the same travel. They have to put in the same amount of practice, all of these things, uh, and and yet be told over and over and over again uh, that they will not make the same as men. So we know that's a long example of we know institutions don't necessarily always look out for the best interest of everyone. We know that for sure. Um, and I, I don't even I don't even know if that if, if, if that is even worth a fight. Right. We know in general that most institutions are not going to look out for uh, for BIPOC folks, for women and those kind of things. And in fact, have been forced to do that over time, over, over history. And so a check for institutions through affirmative action uh, is something that is no longer. Um, and, uh, and I think that is, that is a travesty. Uh, affirmative action also, right. Um, uh, makes up for past uh, unjust effects, right. That happened. And so all these things in the past, right, that affect the present, um, that uh, affirmative action help correct some of that. So we get rid of the we get rid of affirmative action. Then now what's the check mark uh, for uh, making up for the historical effects of folks in this country? Yeah, it's there. There there is a lot uh, to uh, to swallow, um, and to be, um, and angry about at this decision around and at the Supreme court. The other, the other piece that the Supreme court, um, uh, in all of their brilliance got rid of was the school loan forgiveness, uh, program that was put forth by the Biden administration that literally would have canceled the debt, um, and lifted people literally out of out of struggling um, and improved credit scores and all these kind of things for uh, again uh, BIPOC communities, women, um, you know, folks who were struggling to pay these things, and this would have done uh, an incredible work to relieve some debt. And yet, our Supreme Court uh, again decided that this uh, this was not worth upholding. And here we are with folks who were waiting for this to happen, um, who were told it's okay, right, not to pay those until uh, some decisions were made. So a year of not paying, and now all of a sudden, the interest has built up on those things, so so it's it's kind of like um, uh, it's kind of like a setup, as uh, as our producer uh, put it. That that I feel like I was set up. I feel like I feel like there was something something in the water that 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 made me stop paying these things, and now and now I got to pay more. So so that's that's the second decision that happened that affects 
many, many, many Americans. And then, and then this third decision. Oh, I got a, I got a big pet peeve around uh, the refusal, the ability to refuse service to folks who are part of the LGBTQIA plus community. To refuse service because you don't agree with someone's um, sexuality and how they identify. To say, nope, for no other reason, I'm not going to serve you. I, I, I like, think about the implications of this. Think about the implications of this. You walk into a coffee shop and uh, the person there decides, uh, hey, if you're queer, I don't have to serve you. You go into a doctor's office and the person there decides, hey, I don't have to see you. What if you what if you're uh, an ambulance driver or uh, an in emergency situations uh, that you can refuse service to people based on their sexuality and how they identify. This is extremely dangerous. And this is the worst of humanity. This brings out the worst of us. That simply like simply refusing to serve you uh, in any capacity because I don't agree with who you are. Now, here is the second part of that. That this falls directly on many who are part of the Christian faith. And says, my faith doesn't agree with your lifestyle. Therefore, I don't have to serve you. Somebody, please help a brother understand what in the world that has to do with Christian faith, refusing folks like that. That is antithetical to being a Christian. Absolutely, positively, no doubt in my mind that that is the opposite of what it means to be a Christian. To refuse someone because of what you personally think about them and how you personally want to judge them. That's not Christian. That's completely dangerous, unacceptable. And this is something we have got to speak out against. Think where that can go. Think of all the places and things and ways in which we're served. What if this is the supermarket in your neighborhood? They don't have to let you in to buy food. What if this is the car dealer? What if this is, what is this, what if this is the private school? What if this is like, like just go on and on and on about how many ways people can be refused based on, based on this decision by the Supreme Court. These three decisions in a place that claims it is uh, it takes the moral high road in so many ways to other places and other people around the world, claims that it is a it is deeply connected to its Christian identity. And these are the decisions that come out of it. Absolutely, positively deplorable.
And I, 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 I got a personal one here that I'm trying to work through. And I know uh, Clarence Thomas is a human being. And I want to respect all human beings, even when I don't agree with them. But Clarence Thomas is a dangerous person who sits on the Supreme Court, who gets paid to take trips with wealthy people. And the decisions and the ways he speaks out shows that he has an agenda and that he is paid for that. A person who who used affirmative action now saying, hey, no, a person who can afford to pay his student loans back now saying no and leading the charges on many of these things. I got I got some real problems with Clarence Thomas, as many people do. And I want to I want to be careful as to not to defame his humanity. But I got serious disagreements. And that's why we do this podcast, because we want to talk about why it matters. These things matter. These things um, are integral to uh, the BIPOC community, women, people with disabilities around our country. And we can't let this stay here because it matters. This is Leroy Barber. Our producer is Andrew Morgan. We thank you for rolling with us today. And that's why it matters.